Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellenbecker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellenbecker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sense Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. We're located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 in Capitol. We're in that great big beautiful town bank building. And we're also in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building, Kitty Corner for Winkies, where we are now able to service our con- our clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. Um, wouldn't want to be doing that right now exactly, but it certainly is appealing um, when it's freezing cold here. If you would like some more information, you can go to ellenbecker.com, see pictures of all of us, and also you're able to go to ellenbecker.com and hit on radio shows, and you can hit on Money Sense. And if you have someone that is enjoying the show today that you'd like to share it with, that person... Um, um, or someone else, um, easy to do just by going to ellenbecker.com. I have two guests today. One guest that I've known for a very, very long time, and that's Katie Thomas. And uh, also Karen Trimble is joining us, and they work with the Keller Williams um, real estate firm, and they are called Team Trimble. And so welcome both of you to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. You know, we had a little bit of time to talk before we started the show about homes and houses, and it just seemed like the perfect time to be talking to my guests, um, talking to the people that listen to uh, Money Sense, because homes are the, like the number one investment for most people. And one of the things that I look back on my career that's over 30 plus years is when I got into the business, interest rates were at 17%. Mm -hmm. They were at 14%. And it certainly made sense to pay that house off as fast as you possibly could. Well, now we've been living in an environment of low interest rates, which has really given the opportunity for a lot of people to get into a house and to buy a house. So it's sort of like today, let's talk about those people who want to get into a house, those people who are maybe thinking of stepping up the game and getting a bigger house, and then, of course, we've got those people later in life that are downsizing. Mm-hmm. And each each one of those um, areas of life are different, and they require different types of thought process around them. So let's start out um, by talking a little bit about how you both got into the into this business? What really? What do you love about it? And um, what do you see for the future of real estate in Milwaukee? You know, our clients always ask us, "Is it a good time to get in the stock market?" You know, and it's um, for us. We always say it's a good time, depending on how long you're going to stay in it. Mm-hmm. And people are ask, asking the same question about houses: Should we buy now? Is it a buyer's market? Is it a seller's market? So maybe you can give us a little bit. Both of you can chime in and give us a little bit of insight into um, what you're seeing. Sure, sure. So, I mean, I'll just start. So this is Karen. This is Karen. (laughs) Hello, everybody. So I've been in real estate for about five years, and um, we developed Team Trimble about three years ago, and Katie Thomas joined my team and um, other agents, and we are a full-time real estate firm service. But we our, our differentiator is that we are very connected and passionate about um, the relationships, 
kind of like you've mentioned about your investments and how you bring your people to their decisions. Ours is really about the relationship and really listening to them and talking to them about what, what their needs are. And um, we're, we call it, it's a lifestyle, not a job. Mm-hmm. So we're, we kind of live in our community. We love our community. And from that, we've kind of grown into a really strong um, team. And um, we, we operate mostly on referrals. And we really provide that concierge service to our clients. Um, a lot of um, phone calls and getting things right, making sure they're understanding things um, about the market, the selling process, all of that. So... And it's a big decision for it's people. A huge decision. It is a big decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I started in 2006, there was no computer like Realtor.com, Zillow. Mm-hmm. There was nothing like that. And now the pace has just picked up so quickly that it's important to have an agent that you can rely on for accurate information. You know, Katie, you and I both have. have you have a home still in Pewaukee. Um, I had a home there, and that's actually where you and I met. And. We have seen the the turnover on the lake. We've seen many of our friends leave, mm-hmm. and in some cases, children their children purchased that home. In other cases, they sold um, and sold to someone else as they downsized. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing that's always happening is there's always this turnover and and change and and people selling and buying, mm-hmm. and it changes the whole. Um, character even Mm -hmm. of of the group of people now Mm -hmm. and I always tell my clients you want to live where you want to play live where you want to play and of course there's no better place to play than on a lake right right (laughs) but you know there's so many other wonderful communities as well so Katie how when you sit down with a client and um, I know that you said that the majority of your business comes from referral which Mm -hmm. is really wonderful we 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 have that uh, gift also. And I'm wondering when somebody calls you and they're thinking about maybe I should sell my house. It's getting a little bit too big for me. Or they're saying, you know, our house is a little bit too small. We want to get something a little larger. How do you approach that question? How do you sit down and work with that client? Because we have found in our business that the client needs to trust you. The client needs to feel at ease with you. And, of course, they need to know that you're listening to what they want. Right. With the market moving so fast, we've moved a lot of clients into apartments because they didn't know where they were going to go. And they needed to sell to move on. So I think it's important that clients are flexible because their house may sell. If we put this on the market, you need to be ready to go in six weeks. That's the way it's going. Because everybody is so used to saying, oh, it's taken me a year. It took me two years to sell my house. Mm-hmm. Well, and it does depend on the value of the home. Yes. So that we call the luxury market, you know, 650 and above. Even a year or so ago, those were kind of sitting, taking longer. We would have to prep our sellers with, you know, I just want to be honest with you. You could be one of the lucky ones who gets a home sold right away, or you might be on the market for six months. Um, and just preparing them for that, the process, mm-hmm. it's very emotional um, selling your home and when you have to be ready to, to show your home, you know, in a short amount of time. And like what my operations manager always says, you're selling your home, be ready to show it. You know, if that means putting laundry baskets in your car, you know, ready to go because you want all your be, junk in your dryer, all your junk in your dryer, <laughs> whatever it takes, right. get it done. Yeah. But be ready to go. So, um, but there, you know, we have situations where you'll get offers right away and then they're like, now what, you know, where mm-hmm. am I going? Um, because we talked earlier about that 
the inventory that's a little bit lower price point, you know, under 450, those fly off the shelf in less than 24 hours we've, we're seeing, especially ones that are well-maintained, in good locations. You know, it's multiple offers, over-asking. So it, it's for someone who's downsizing, if they haven't been through that, say, in 15, 20 years, it's like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. You know, like Katie said, mm-hmm. so now it's like, okay, this is, this is the process. This is what you're going to have to be ready for. You're going to have to be a little flexible if you want to get to that next stage, you know, in a timely fashion. So it's really important that they, we explain all that to them and they let's trust take us. A, let's take our first break here. And then when we come back, let's talk about just basically, Karen, the idea that I'm sitting down with a client and we're talking about their house and we're saying, well, you know, it might be a good time to sell. You're having some issues. You don't want to walk stairs or it's just too large or whatever. And if I was to say, I'd like to give you the card, Karen and Katie, what will happen? Because now they're just thinking about selling. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get a, a grasp on what would that mean mm-hmm. if I if I sold and where would I go? So how do you walk a client through that process? And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellen Becker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. We have a great topic today. Of course, we always have great topics. We're talking about real estate. We have two guests today. We have Karen Trimble um, and we have um, Katie Thomas who are with the Team Trimble right here in, in Lake Country, but they work all over the city of Milwaukee, mm-hmm. so they're not limited to how they can help you. And we've just been talking about some of the issues that um, come up when we think about our homes. And I always say, you know, you can't eat your house. So all of a sudden, it turns out that you're um, in your 70s or 80s or whatever, and you're looking at your home being paid off, and you're wondering, you know, is this home and this money that I've I've collected and I've continued to pay off my mortgage and I've saved, is that money for my lifestyle or is that money now that I'm going to pass on to my children when I die? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a big decision because a lot of times people will have saved in retirement accounts and the only after-tax money that they have is their home. And so it's like, well, how do I get that money out and spend it? Well, one of the ways that you can do it, there's really only two ways, is you can borrow from it or you can sell it. And so today we're here talking about selling homes and and purchasing homes. And before the break, one of the things that I asked was if I was talking to one of my clients and we were talking exactly about that, you know, do you want this house to be part of your retirement assets that you can spend and have a good time with? Or is this money that's in your house going to be eventually the house be sold and the money goes to your children? Or eventually the house gets sold because you have to go into some type of a health care situation. Do you want to do it earlier? Do you want to do it later? Those are big questions. Mm -hmm. So now I've been sitting down with my client and I said exactly what I just said. And they go, well, I say, why don't you explore selling your house? Why don't you explore what that would look like? What maybe you could sell it for? What maybe you have to do to get it? ready to sell and then of course where do you go so i've now given them your card and they've picked up the phone and they've called you um karen and katie what happens next for them what what could they expect sure so number one we would obviously communicate right away and we'd want to get into their house and take a look at things um in this area lake country area the market is very strong Um, depending on price point and condition, location, things like that. But we really want to sit down with them and kind of find out what their true motivation is and explore, like you said, um, you know, 
wh- why do they want to want to move? You know, some people want to move because they need X amount of money out of their home to do something um, in their future, whether it's you know traveling or whatever. They want to downsize, and then there's those people that really are they're just done and they want to, you know, they're done with the <laughs> no yard. They don't want to do the. They loved plants, but now they don't like no plants more clean, anymore. No, no more, more cleaning gutters. No more cleaning <laughs> gutters. Yeah. So you know, it's really important that we sit down and listen to them and have that conversation and talk about, you know, what the selling process looks like, what their true motivation is, you know, where do they want to go? And if it's a, an exploratory conversation, we just listen and we, you know, we do have resources. We kind of talk through it all and help them with their next steps. And like I said, kind of lay out, you know, we'll walk through the house. We'll ask them about updates that they have done. Um, you know, we, we do encourage staging is a big part of our, um, business model um, because first look today uh, for any buyers is online it's very different like Katie said back in the day you know you had a data sheet you know you had to go to a real estate office now everybody is looking online first so those photos are your first showing so we want to make sure that the house really looks good and unfortunately for some people it means depersonalizing their home to the point that they're comfortable but um, it is really important that you do that we just see it day in and day out that the homes that are staged and are not minimalist, but you know, really pared down with things in the house sell much quicker than homes that have you know lots of accumulation of you know maybe beautiful travels or family pictures and all that stuff that tell the story about a family. Other people don't want to see that. You know, they want to just envision their own family in that house. So it can be a process. We do help them with that. Um, we do have stagers that we work with um, that help with that too. Because a lot so. of people are afraid to have people in their homes that they don't yeah. know. Right. You know, that's kind of a big thing. When you talk about depersonalizing, um, I really didn't want to leave my house on Pewaukee. I absolutely loved it. But one of the things that I learned was that um, <clears throat> I was going to have the house repainted inside. So I took down all the pictures. I mean, all the photographs, all the pictures. And once I took down the pictures, the house changed for me. Mm-hmm. And it was easier for me to sell because that was what was keeping me there. It wasn't the, fo- the walls. It wasn't right. the house as much it was as all those things. And so I've said to clients, just practice this. Take mm-hmm. down all the personal things because you're going to want to do that anyways. Put them away for a little while and walk around the house and you'll find that the energy is different. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit easier to move away from the the thought of not selling to selling when you realize that you're taking all the things that matter with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is very emotional. And it's, you know, homes are a home. It's not just four walls, like you said, but helping them get to that state. And some people are ready to go and some people need a little more handholding. Mm-hmm. We are super patient. I mean, I think that's one of the things that's really important and sets us aside is we're there to help you. Right. We're not there to sell your home unless you're ready to sell your home. And we try to flesh that out in our conversations with them. We've worked with uh, some buyers that it's been a couple years where they're thinking we want to move to that condo now. And when the situation arose, they panicked and they weren't ready. And I said, it's okay. We're going back to square one. It's okay. There's no harm, no foul. We're all good. Mm -hmm. We want what's best for you, not what's best for us. It's for what's best for you. And that's really important to us. Never feel pressured or rushed to make decisions unless they've communicated to us that that's what they really want. And then we always say, okay, let's go back to the big picture. Where do you want to be? What is your goal? And if we can get there through this, whether it's listing right now or making that offer on something and it might be a quick turnaround, 
remember, this is where we're going, you know, so let's try to stay focused on that and try to take, you know, respect their emotions and be empathetic to the process because it can be very scary for a lot of people. Very often um, we work with families, and so um, often we'll have one of our clients say, my son is buying a house or my daughter is buying a house, or we're going to give them a down payment for a wedding gift or many things like that. Um, How do you help that first-time buyer? Who's out there? How do you help them to even determine? Because the needs are so different. So when I was looking for a place um, after I sold the Pewaukee house and I actually moved downtown to a condo, I was looking for where can I play? I mean, where can I walk Mm -hmm. when I don't want to drive at night? Where can I get around in Ubers? And so my thought process was a lot different than that first first buyer who's thinking about, potentially having children, you know, having, they're looking for a place for a family. Mm -hmm. Right. It's super important that they get Mm pre-approved, sit down with the lender to find out what they can really spend because it's a waste of time to look, look at homes you can't afford Mm -hmm. and to have that pre-approval letter ready when you write an offer to make it stand out. Yep. Sellers have options. There's multiple offers coming in. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding that a lot of people are thinking they want to just move into a house. They want it all done and clean and ready. And then there's those people who say, boy, I could afford more if I got a fixer-upper. Mm-hmm. Are mm-hmm. there any fixer-uppers left? Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. The problem is the fixer-uppers are still um, those sellers because it is a seller's market right now. Sellers hear that it's a seller's market. So sometimes they think that they can charge a premium not realizing that by charging a premium instead of pricing it in the market, which is, it'll sell for more money if you Mm -hmm. price it in the market. If you overprice it, people are savvy. They can see history. They can see all the other homes that are on the market just by going on a website online. So it's, but the process working with new home buyers is super fun because they're super excited. The hardest part is the roller coaster ride. Mm -hmm. So some of the buyers we've worked with, we've written multiple offers on multiple homes and not gotten them and written well over asking price with pre-approvals and keeping them kind of emotionally okay with the process um, because it can be very disheartening. And so it really just making sure that they understand you're going to do your best. We're going to, you know, write a really good offer. We're going to write a letter, which a lot of people think is old school. But when you're dealing with homeowners, sellers that are, have lived in their home for a really long time, writing that letter and showing them why they love their home, it does matter. Those sellers, because they have the emotional attachment to the home, want to see that a young family with a baby or with a dog or they're just getting married or whatever their story is that appeals to the seller does does help the sellers make decisions. I mean, some are just money-driven, but if you have multiple offers that are the same price and then you can make an emotional connection to something that will sometimes flip you over to the, to the accepted offer. Well, and I think every what you were talking about earlier about the reasons that that people sell and one of very often it's because there's a divorce involved mm-hmm. and that's always very painful anyways and if people have to sell a house that they didn't really want to sell that makes it more difficult so bringing some personality and some um personality and feelings into it. I know that's exactly what happened to the um, cottage that I bought on Okachi. Um, my agent called me, uh, who you know JJ called, mm-hmm. and and said, you know, do you want to sell furniture from your house? And I said, no, I think I'm going to hold on to it and store it. And he said, um, 
why? <laughs> you know, why? And I said, well, someday I might want to buy another lake house, and I love this furniture. And he said, where? And I said, well, Pewaukee or Okachi. And he said, well, there's nothing really available. We called me like the next day and said, something's just being listed. It's not really up yet. We're in the process of listing it. Why don't you go look at it and see the price range and things like that. And I walked in at 10 o'clock and my girlfriend came over at 11 and my kids were there and I made an offer at 11 and they accepted it at three and there were six offers behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. lake properties have that. Six offers. Yeah. I mean, it was like, but we happened to, they showed it before it was ready and they said, we haven't really got it up yet. And it was an older couple and my kids were there. We were all there and they loved us, and mm-hmm. I think that's what prompted the idea that at 3 o'clock they accepted it, mm-hmm. And I mean, in such a short time. Right. Yeah. And so I think it was that. I yeah. think it was the fact that we, they knew, and they knew right. that it was going to someone who was going to enjoy it the way they enjoyed it with their family. For sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and with the first-time homebuyers just kind of circling back with that and kind of that roller coaster <clears> ride, <throat> in the spring in Wisconsin, especially in that certain price point, under 350 it's crazy. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. like we said, multiple offers, significantly twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 over asking. You don't even know what to write in an offer because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's like almost a guessing game. Um, but they get really disheartened. And then sometimes you just need to take a break and mm-hmm. just walk away and just say, you know what, let's go when it's not so crazy. You know, mm-hmm. March, April, May, it's like, and then we kind of see a lull in July and stuff. So it's nice for them to just say, just take a d- deep breath. And let's just wait for everyone else already has their home now. You know, everybody you were competing with hopefully found something. <laughs> and now maybe, you know, it's And let the be, house find you. Let the house find you. Let the house find yeah. you. So we have to take a break. <laughs> Lauren's saying yes, yes, yes. Um, we'll take a break. And when we come back, you just mentioned something that um, when people, you know, you don't even know what offers to write. Can you talk about um, what the um, ethics for the broker is that you're working with and how that works when you're selling a house and when you're purchasing a house? And um, you can't go and find out what somebody else has offered Mm-mm. to beat that. And, and I think people are very confused as to who's working for who. Yep. With that, we'll be back. Welcome to Money Sense and Karen. Senior Wealth Advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. I have two guests today, one who has been a very longtime friend, and that's Katie Thomas, and also Karen Trimble, and they are with the Keller Williams firm, and they are called Team Trimble. And of course, if you've been listening to me for all of these years, almost 29, 28 years, you know that I really believe in teams because I think that it, it gives you um, it gives you more people. You don't have to keep telling your story, and it also um, helps because they also know other people that they can bring to you to help you with a variety of things that you need done. And selling a house is really um, a, a big a, a big hurdle sometimes to cross and buying a house. And it comes down to, again, it's money. It's often the largest amount of money that they have in one place. And um, just like we're working with money all the time and we recognize that our clients have to trust us. They have to really know who we are, our ethics, and how it works. And we try to be very transparent. We are very transparent on everything we do. How do they trust you? 
How do they know that they can they can trust that you're working for them, or are you not working for them? Are you working for the person who might buy their house? So how do they approach that so that they can really go to bed at night and sleep well, knowing that um, that they're really being taken care of and that their needs are first? Mm-hmm. Good. Well, <laughs> yeah. So it, absolutely, it is. Um, it's important that listings and sellers. Um, in the state of Wisconsin, when you write a listing contract to get a home sold, you are you are representing the seller and their best interests. And there's you know there's language in the contract that say that you have to be confidential and represent them. But it really comes down to the trust factor. And like I said earlier about you know we're in it for their best interest, not for our own interests. Um, as far as buyers go, um, we have what's called buyer agency because in the state of Wisconsin, unless you have buyer agency, you are representing the best interests of the seller. And that's probably in the last 10 plus years. And it's something that's really important for buyers. If you don't have that and you're walking and looking at homes with an agent, they can't give you their opinion about price or condition. They have to represent the seller. I mean, they can't misrepresent things, but they have to be very careful. So buyers are very savvy today, and they understand that. And if they don't understand it, we do explain it to them. Like as an example, let's say we have an offer on a home. There's an inspection, and something comes up with the inspection. If you ha- if you don't have a buyer agent representing you, how do you negotiate through those issues? Um, because really, that buyer's a- that agent should be representing the seller unless they have agency. So it's really important that people have their own representation and that they feel that that agent is in their corner, working specifically for them. You know, within the confines of you know the contract and what we're obligated to do. So we do have that conversation with our our sellers and our buyers um, in a buyer consultation when we're working with people to let them know and, and with our sellers. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest questions always says, well, what should I sell my house for? Mm -hmm. And how, you know, and it's like any other industry. There's always people in an industry that abuse what they do. Mm -hmm. And so, Someone has said to me recently, well, I know that person priced my house, but they priced it to sell, so they got a commission. Did they really price it for what it would be worth of the market? How does somebody know if they're getting a really good advice as to what they should list that house for? And you made a comment earlier that um, listing it too high doesn't help you either. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So it's getting that number right. Right. It's right. not what you paid for it. It's not what you have into it. It's really what the market will tell you. And it is based on comps and you know, homes that have sold. Um, depending on certain price points, sometimes you know it's, it's within that first six months since you want a list. But sometimes you have to go back further if you have a, a specialty property. We worked yesterday for three hours on a market analysis for a, a new listing. Mm-hmm. And we looked at properties all over the place and we really want to compare. Do they have a pool? How many acres? Is it updated? So people know we're not trying to fool anybody right. about mm-hmm. what their home is worth. Right. And to price it in the market if you want to sell it is important. Right. Mm-hmm. And I do think one of the other things, because we do live and love in Lake Country and we're here all the time, we're in and out of homes. So when we come with a comparative pricing sheet, we can almost speak directly to every other home that's on that comp, comp you know, analysis. Mm-hmm. So we can say, you know, this house, you know, it's priced here. It has a beautiful master suite. It has a walkout lower level. Now your house doesn't have this, but it has that. So, you know, there is, there is, um, some, you know, wiggle room with things, but we do take a multiple pronged approach to analysis. We look at assess value. We look at what sold to assess values are in that 
um, municipality, and then we look at c- things that have sold in in that area. So it is very analytical um, when we come with that price point. So you've mentioned that you're in and out of houses in Lake Country. So, you know, my listenership, it goes all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so somebody is in Whitefish Bay or they're in Racine listening to this, and they say, boy, these ladies really sound sharp, and Karen's got them on the radio show, but could they really help me? Mm-hmm. Well, well, homes are homes, and we, we do know, I mean, we I've been in Wisconsin my whole life, mm-hmm. and so has Katie. I was originally from the east side, so we have our market is all over the place. Mm-hmm. And really it is just understanding that market. And that happens from studying and knowing. And, and if you don't know, connecting them. You know, I, I'm not going to profess to know every market, but it doesn't mean that we don't know markets. And mm-hmm. we're going to pull in the resources that we need to make sure that we are um, doing what we need to do in those different markets. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. So we talked about that first home buyer. So now I've got um, my client, and it's it is um, happens all the time. They the kids are out of college, and they're sort of thinking about um, now: do we want to build our dream home, or do we want to buy our dream home? What should we do next? It's it's kind of the time that we want to leave our house. So maybe these are people who are 60 and they still want to be in a home, but maybe a different home. And they can afford more now. Life, you know, They don't have all the expenses of college and all those things. How do you sit down and work with that client that is looking to buy up? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's a similar process. And it's um, we just sit down and we, again, what is your motivation? How quickly do you want to move? A lot of times, like you're saying, they're looking for that dream home. So that might not be right around the corner. You know, they might have to build, which we also, we do have um, builders and, you know, people that we refer and recommend. And just like anything, it's, you know, you've got to interview people. You've got to talk to people. But no, it's important that they understand that um, at certain price points, this is what you're going to get. And if you have a, you know, if it's a move up, then it's it's going to cost more, you know, and, and what that might look like, you know, what kind of appliances are you going to use? What kind of finishes are going to be in that house um, to make sure that that's really, they understand what it's truly going to cost to get them what they want. And I think they need to do their research too. We always talk to our clients about, they have to be invested in the process that we're doing. Mm-hmm. We can't do all the work and we can't make promises. And so I know Katie, when we're on Pewaukee Lake, there's some really great areas that are, you know, much nicer in terms of the water. Mm-hmm. And there's areas that are um, closer to the expressway and areas that are further. I think people have to really do their homework to figure out where they want to be on the lake. And sometimes I've got a friend who just bought on the lake and there's an area where it's a little bit weedier than that. And they said, well, this is where I can get on the lake. Mm-hmm. Right. I can afford to get here and then maybe I'll find something that I can do differently. So sometimes it's just getting a footprint somewhere. Right. Just getting in an area. Move up. Yes. And some of the lakes have different school districts. Do you want a sunset view? What can you afford? Mm-hmm. Store, you know, we've got people moving from subdivisions wanting lake property, but where's the storage? Well, you're not going to you're not going <laughs> to check all your boxes. You can't have it all at this point at that price. Yes. 
So so there's all kinds of things to consider that people don't think about. And I would recommend that um, someone um, who's thinking of buying sit down with their financial advisor or their tax accountant to see if you're selling what tax ramifications there are. Um, how can you avoid capital gains? Um, does it make sense? You know, right now we talked a little bit earlier. Um, I think it was you and I were talking about um, should people put down as much money as they can or pay off a house, sometimes you don't want to do that, especially now when you look at a home as the only interest that you can deduct. You can't deduct if you have a home equity line, but you can with your home. So if you're fixing up your house or if you're purchasing a new house, if you're selling your house, a good place to start is with your the financial person that you work with mm-hmm. to help you understand what your options are mm-hmm. from a financial point of view. And then Katie, what you said is, you know, Get to a bank and find out if you're pre-approved and what that looks for. And um, I always, when we work with our clients, we actually put it into a model and we look at how long will it take you to pay off, at what age might you be, because a lot of people do want to get their money out of their house. And mm-hmm. so let's take a break and let's talk about those people who are downsizing. And you know the other area that is really tough for me, and I'm so happy to be talking to you today, is very often when one of our clients' um, husbands die, they end up with the house, of course, and there hasn't been a plan on downsizing, and it's overwhelming for them to figure out what do I do? I mean, yes, I want to get out of here, but oh my goodness, look around me. You know, I've got 40 years of life here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, and the other problem is, is that so often children live in other places. They're not right here. So let's take a break. And when we come back, let's talk about that whole concept of downsizing and um, the strategy once you've downsized, how to stage and what does staging mean. And with that, we'll be right back. shows hit on money sense and if you'd like to share it with someone um, you can just share it right from the website my two guests today are karen trimble and katie thomas and they are with keller williams um, firm and they are called team trimble and we've been talking today about how they work with their clients and how they can help you if you're deciding to sell your house or to purchase a house or your kids are saying you know dad we want to buy a house and you sit back and say oh that I don't know that much about (laughs) buying houses let me let me put you in touch with someone that really can help you and often that call is to us because they know that we have partners and contacts so this is really a great show to help people understand what their options are later in life downsizing um, all of a sudden someone's spouse has died husband or wife and they're looking around and going now what do I do what do I do? Do I sell and go into a retirement community? And, you know, people have this old idea of retirement communities as being nursing homes, and that's far from the truth now. So it's an option. But a lot of times people just want to get into something smaller and more manageable. So how do you help somebody that, whether it's a, a couple or a single, um, how do you help somebody approach that? That's a hurdle. Mm-hmm. And that's something that really gets people stuck. They don't know what to do. And, and it's not only the personal thing is, I don't want to get rid of all my stuff, but it's also, what do I do with it? And I know when I was downsizing, um, my daughter said to me, Julie, Mom, I don't want anything that doesn't go in the dishwasher or the microwave. 
I mean, I took care of my crystal, my silver, my china. <laughs> right, right. The kids don't want anything. And they don't want my pictures. The pictures mean something to me, and I love them. But they have their own lives. So in many cases, if you're sitting there thinking your kids are going to take it off, yeah, maybe your grandkids who are living <laughs> in a dorm or they have their first apartment will, right. will settle for anything. Yeah. But basically not so much. So what do you do? Yeah. Well, it's that, the concept is similar in that sit down, find out, you know, if it's a, a story where someone has passed away, you know, the emotional part of that. You know, we, we have resources. There are a lot of great um, estate sale companies that will come in. What we say is, Go through and find in this home, you know, do your children want anything? If not, you pack away what you want, and then we bring someone in who will kind of go through everything with them. And when the sale is done, the house is basically empty. And it takes, we actually had a client who, it was an estate, and the the sister was coming from another state, Mm -hmm. and we walked into the house. They were overwhelmed. They had everyone, they were sweating. They didn't know what to do. They were just looked like deer in headlights. And we just said, stop what you're doing. To stop what you're doing. We're going to bring in a state company, and you take what you want from here, and just lock the door, and we will take care of the rest. And yeah, they had thrown away things in this huge dumpster that the estate company went in the dumpster to pull out because they're like, "This is valuable stuff. People mm-hmm. want this stuff." Right. And they were so grateful. Right. Yes. They didn't even know what to do. But Katie and I, Katie walked in, and we were like, "Just stop. We'll we'll help you. We'll we'll lead you through that process." And you know. It's not like you make a ton of money on an estate sale, but really it is that getting rid of those mm-hmm. things, you know. Do you know the things that I find, that w- when we work with our clients, we have a very st- solid estate plan. So what happens to the money is pretty black and white. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes mm-hmm. here, gets divided three ways or whatever. What isn't black and white is the stuff. Mm-hmm. And where families get into arguments. And, you know, the one thing that we, we all want is that our, sta- our family to stay connected, not to be disconnected, is over the stuff. And I encourage my clients to make a list way before that mm-hmm. of the things that their children want and that they're going to pass. And that makes it a lot easier in the end if there's things that they still want. But the valuables. And list if something is an antique and you want it. But be prepared that your kids may not want it. Right. Mm -hmm. Be prepared to let it go. And I love the idea. uh, On many of my things, I said to my friends, is there any of this that you want first or your kids would want first? Mm -hmm. And then from there, I got rid of a lot of stuff. But knowing that it's going to someone who's going to use it, it's kind of like clothes. You know, I'll look at that and I'll say, mm-hmm. I'm never going to wear that again. And right. somebody wants it. It's pretty exciting when you know that somebody's enjoying it. Right. Enjoying it. Yeah. Places like Lake Country Caring where people yes. people go and get things for free. We take lots and lots and lots of things there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vincent St. Paul, you know, St. Paul, Vinny, all of that stuff. All of it. Purple Heart, you know, there are people that are in need in our communities, and, you know, it's really what nice to be able to share. What a better way of giving yep. is, you know, a gift is never a gift until it's given away. Mm-hmm. And I always say that we all have treasure boxes of gifts that we can give. We just don't even recognize them. And sometimes it's time or money or it's goods that we don't use anymore mm-hmm. are wonderful ways of, of giving back. Mm-hmm. So we only have a little bit of time left. What would you like to say? to our listeners out there who are thinking about maybe downsizing. And I know that if they are interested in knowing more about you, then go to your website, which is teamtrimblerealestate.com, or they can give um, Karen you a call. You take calls all personally and then work with teams. And your phone number is 262-271-3621. Again, that's 262-271-3621. And um, what do you see as being hard for people that to get to get um, motivated yep. 
to at least explore options? Well, I do think that right now we are in a, a seller's market at mm-hmm. certain price points. And um, it's important that if they're thinking about it in the next couple of years to, to really act now um, because it is a really good time to be selling. Mm-hmm. Buyers at certain price points, like we talked earlier, they're a little more frustrated. There's just no in- inventory, and we don't expect that to change. People are staying in their homes longer. Um, there's not, you know, that move up buyer, there's really no inventory for them either. So it's, that's why the inventory is so low. And I don't, we really are not projecting that to change mm-hmm. anytime soon. So well, these it, interest rates and are, the interest rates are really make it affordable for people to borrow money mm-hmm. to, um, to buy a home and banks have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of money to lend and getting pre-approved is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. sure. Well, it's, it's, so it is, it's, it, the time is right and the time is now um, is what we're seeing. So if you're even thinking about it, like we said earlier, explore it with Team Trimble. Um, no pressure. We'll let you know what's going on in the market, on in the market, and then, you know, make a decision based on what your motivation is and what your next steps are. You know, I loved my house and it was decorated exactly the way I liked it. And as I, the house didn't sell and um, said, you know, you really should stage it. And um, I was really opposed to thinking about putting more money into the house that I was actually selling, but I staged it, and I think it sold really quickly after that. And so just we have a little bit of time left. Um, talk a little bit about staging because that it's, it's one of those things of um, am I throwing money at something that's not good or am I throwing money at something that is good? And then you start to think about the commissions are coming off, how much, you know, and people get stuck thinking about it. But I think staging is really important, and I think it can help people. Mm-hmm. It helps move the, the, the property faster. Mm-hmm. If you update the lighting, for instance, even stuff that's 10 years old looks old mm-hmm. and outdated. We need to update it for the younger buyer. They want to feel like it's something new. So it can be simple things. It could be changing mm-hmm. lights. It could be changing a countertop. For me, it went through, my house was full finished with kind of a, a, a an Italian finish on it. And for me, it was just painting everything cream. Yep. Mm-hmm. It opened it up. It lightened it up. And it's, it's all about that light and bright. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not decorating. And people get confused by that. Like when we're walking through homes and like probably your home was beautiful and oh my goodness, I spent so much money. It was, <laughs> I was in your home. So much money on those window treatments and this furniture and those photo, the, you know, artwork, but it really, it's not decorating for personal style. It's staging to sell and they're very different. And it's, it is, we believe it is part of our marketing and we do encourage all of our homes at some level do staging, even if it's just white bedding in yes. the master bedroom with towels. I mean, you if you look at different photographs with something that has a beautifully expensive duvet and white, the white wins every time. Well, and I took out, my bedrooms weren't being used, so I took the beds out. You, I, We only have a few seconds, but I think what you said earlier is so important is people want to be able to see themselves. Mm-hmm in your house. And if you have all these colors, you have all these things, they can't really see themselves. The other thing that I always did was I put an apple pie in the oven. Nice. There you go. <laughs> good job. That Gotta smells smell good. good. I yeah. put an apple pie in there. I think once I made a roast or something and someone came in, they were vegetarian. Yeah. So I thought, okay, apple pie. Yeah. Everybody yeah. loves apple pie. Aww. I have two guests today. Um, Katie Thomas, who's been a, a longtime friend of mine, and uh, she is uh, an agent with Keller Williams. She's in the Team Trimble. And then Karen Trimble, who leads up that team. If you would like to um, give a call to them to just explore the option of what that means, 
262-271-3621. You can go to teamtrimblerealestate.com to learn a little bit more about them. And as I said earlier, I encourage you to um, talk to someone about your options in selling that house. Also, what are you going to do with that money when you sell that house, right? So uh, certainly give me a call. Give us a call at 262-691-3200 because often um, what people think is that they should spend from their retirement account or if they sell a house and they have money spend from that money right away and leave the retirement account grow but that's not always the best option you might want to take a little bit from each and then you can save taxes so um we can collaborate and work on that and thank you very much for being my guest today and as always i hope that i've made a difference in your personal and your financial well-being remember before we plan before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. You have a great weekend. Bye.